everyone, and welcome to another episode of Team Donico, Helping Pets and Their People. Now, as many of you know, because you've been listening to the show for a while, this is all about helping educate more people about what Donico is doing, how you can help, what their needs are, and focusing on different aspects of the village that comes together to help the local pets and their people. Just think of this for a minute. It's really, it's it's a cold uh, day and you're on the street and you see a person walking around that looks perhaps like maybe their home is on the street and they've got a little dog or cat with them. And it crosses your mind, what happens to that animal when they sleep on the street? What happens if that animal gets sick? I mean, we just think of these things if we love our pets. And this is what Team Donico is all about, helping the pets and people of our homeless and low-income population. So today, our conversation is going to be with Marty Casey, President of the Board of Directors, and she has some really exciting news about the direction of Donico. It's going to be happening in the next several months. Uh, this is so wonderful. I'm very excited about it. So do stay tuned, and we will be back in just a moment to talk with Marty Casey. I'm Marilyn Milano, your host of Team Donico, helping pets and their people. Donico Pet Clinic provides comprehensive care for the animals of people in need. Funded by donations and powered by volunteers, Donico Pet Clinic keeps overhead to a minimum to ensure healing is at a maximum. Hi, this is Marty. Please help Team Donico make a difference in the lives of pets and their people. Volunteer or donate today. Donico Pet Clinic. Log on to donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Team Donico, helping pets and their people. And we are here with our wonderful president of the board of directors today, who's got some very interesting and exciting news for us. So again, welcome, Marty Casey. Great. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, and there's a lot going on here. So we will try to cover everything. You know, it's always amazing how fast the time flies when we're talking about things that are important to us. But and and for those of us that love animals and love our animals and want the best for all animals, this is very important. So um, a quick recap for people. There are probably some listeners that haven't uh, tuned in before. So what was the picture like before COVID for Donico? Well, pre-COVID, Donico has been offering pet care to the homeless and those suffering from low income in the city of Seattle, and it, it has expanded outside of Seattle um, for 35 years. And we were able to do it, offer that comprehensive vet care with um, by utilizing our partners, our veterinary partners, if there was critical issues that we needed to handle, and then see our clients on a first come, first serve basis said Union Gospel Mission. And we did that for 33 years and it went really well. They were an absolutely fabulous partner. And um, then came COVID. So it seems like a long two years ago, doesn't it? It really does. I was telling somebody, it seems like half my life. (laughs) Maybe that's (laughs) so when I and it's interesting because when I look at the history of Donico Pet Clinic, I say, oh, we've been doing this for 35 years. And it seems like really, and it was only 33 years, was only two years ago. So um, yes, 
it's been a long two years. And it's been a very stressful two years, particularly for many communities in the medical field and also in the veterinary field. Um, there have been difficulties in meeting the demand for all the people that want veterinary care. I think yes. you've probably heard of the people, uh, so many people want to get a companion animal. Yes. And I think maybe more people were at home. So they're Demand just went way up. And so our veterinary partners got really, really busy. Of course, people were out sick. They did, you know, people were suffering from COVID and then regular sicknesses and couldn't get to work. And um, so that created, you know, unusually long wait times. And I think many of our listeners have probably experienced that. And it's frustrating when your, yes. your pet needs care and they tell you, oh, well, we can see you in three weeks. Uh, yes, I don't think they ever, I think they're still trying to catch up from that three yes. month um, stay at home order. So, um, but they have been still seeing our pets when it's necessary. Um, and then also that's affected the COVID affected Donico clinic because we had to go to a, an appointment only system, whereas before we had been first come first served. So mm -hmm. if you got there, you get in line mm -hmm. and we were able to process everyone really quickly and get them through to the vet, which yes. is where they needed to be. Yes. Once COVID hit and we had to follow all of the, the COVID pandemic regulations and guidelines, it meant that we went to appointments only. There was a lot more work to make sure that people were honoring the social distancing, that our staff and volunteers were safe. So we weren't able to see as many people. So then, of course, we got the long delays for people that wanted to get to clinic. You know, somebody would call and they need to get to clinic and we would have an opening in two months. So this was heartbreaking to us because we knew there were so many animals that needed care yes. and we just couldn't get any more in. And we were referring to partners wherever we could, but the veterinary clinics that we referred to were often in the very same situation. So it was just, right. it was always um, heartbreaking and we would always be trying to get that last person in for an appointment and of yes. course, then that would have effects on that day and um, so it was a, it was a tough couple of years, I want to say, that felt like two years. It was probably felt like about five. It, you know, it did. And you are so right. I mean, even as just a regular run of the mill uh, pet mom here, I had a couple instances where I had to go to emergency and nobody could take me. And then I had to drive like an hour to get to an emergency clinic. And in one case, I waited three hours out in the car. And I mean, fortunately, my dog was not in dire straits enough that she was going to pass if, you know, we had to wait a little bit, but it could have, it could have been. And mm -hmm. I wasn't even aware how much all of the, the COVID regulations, the, the new pets people were getting, the people that were sick that had been working in the clinics, you know, either from COVID or whatever. I mean, I was actually shocked when I first had to try to use uh, the system again. And so realizing that for folks that have financial hardship or maybe no place to live, um, it, it's got to be devastating. And I mean, if, if your pet needs help now, he or she needs help now. So mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's very difficult. So because of what has happened, I understand there is some really exciting news on the horizon post-pandemic. So Marty, do tell what is coming yes. up. 
I'm so excited. We alluded to this um, when we talked last, and I'm just so excited you'll hear it in my voice as I keep talking about it, that starting on June 1st, this year, Donico will be offering veterinary service, veterinary services, um, just like a full service veterinary clinic in downtown Seattle, three to four days a week, in addition to two Saturday clinics every month. The services will be walk-in, so people will be able to walk in. We'll publish the hours of when the clinic is open. And what is so great about that is that Sometimes when we were at Union Gospel Mission, people would walk up and we'd have to tell them that, oh my, we have too many, we can't see your pet. And they would, I mean, nobody wants to hear that, but, and then we would have to say, you have to come back in two weeks. Uh huh. Now we can say, well, you can come back tomorrow and we will make sure that, you know, if you get here next time, we will make sure that we get you, get you in first in line if, you know since you were here today so of course we always do triage and we do treat emergencies um you know and we ask everybody to be patient with that because sometimes it could be your pet that has an emergency that's right we do want to make sure that we have the emergencies um taken care of and the other thing that happened during the pandemic that i would be remiss if i didn't mention is that there is so much more financial need in the community for our services um there's just veterinary care like everything else that we're seeing is going up in price yes and of course with the pandemic so many of the jobs went away yes and so while prices are going up a lot of people are able to afford less and this means is a way for us to provide those services for people and their animals. So we're so excited. It's going to evolve, you know, as we go along and we hope that we'll be doing, you know, five or six days a week eventually, but we're going to start off at, at three or four. <laughs> well, I, I just think that's so amazing. That is a huge jump in the number of days of service, because I remember when you and I first spoke, like you said, it was every other Saturday. And what do you tell someone if their animal maybe doesn't have two weeks without treatment, you know, maybe mm-hmm. they need that treatment now. And, and I am just thrilled. And now this, the location will be announced when, because I know we're still waiting on a few just little yes. details. I don't want to say too much without a few more things confirmed, but it will be in downtown Seattle, easily accessible by public transportation um, in the downtown core. So it is in that central downtown area and there's tons of public transportation available and um it'll be very easy easy for people to get there from wherever they are um through public because it's a central um hub right there right and um the other thing is so exciting is we are going into a situation where we will have the diagnostic equipment there it will be like just a full service veterinary clinic in a building where we will be able to, if somebody needs an x-ray, we can do the x-ray right then and there Yes. or, or other types of tests instead of saying, Oh, well, you have to go and get an appointment at such and such a place. We can say worst case scenarios. We'd say, we need you to come back here tomorrow to get the x-ray. Right, right. Because I know that you provided basic care, but as, as we'd also talked about in earlier uh, shows, 
If an animal needs a specific treatment, you could refer out to one of your many mm-hmm. wonderful veterinary partners. But now, now it's all going to be right there. Yes. And so this means that with the, we have expanded hours and services. So we'll be able to see more pets and we will be able to treat them. I want to say, I don't know if it's the right way to say it, but we will be able to treat them in a less, a lower less period of time, quicker. So they will get what they need without the long wait times, which is so exciting. Oh, Um, uh, it's fantastic. And I mean, as we've also talked about before, for many people who are living in difficult circumstances like this, their pet is their closest friend. It is their resource. It is their comfort. It is family. I mean, most of us feel like our our pets are family. I know I do and you do. But I mean, especially if you have so many things, so many strikes against you and this one animal um, is, is so important to you to be able to get that care right away and to have everything done right there, even if you have to come back tomorrow, so much better than having to be referred out or having to come back in two weeks. So, I mean, this is going to, to, to be, it's going to have a huge impact on uh, the pets of homeless and low income people in our area. We look at it as just such a gift to be able to do this because it is such a wonderful way to give back to our city that is in need right now. And we all understand, I know everybody in the audience understands just that, that irreplaceable bond that you have with your pet. And it is so important. And you're in charge of getting them care. And I know everybody takes that very, very seriously. And we are so excited that we can help them get it quicker and hopefully better too. Well, it won't be better because they've always been getting great care. It's just, it's taken too long sometimes to get it. It's a better process. It's a better process. Now, uh, something that I didn't know um, is that uh, the pets are allowed on the public transportation. I did not know this. It's my understanding that um, if they are well-behaved and they must be leashed, that they are on, um, they are allowed on public transportation. And you and, can treat too, if you needed to. Yes. And absolutely. I think sometimes, especially with a smaller, well, especially with cats, but with smaller animals, um, it does make sense to create, to create them because it makes them, gives them that feeling that they have a little cave around them and some project, protection. Right. So I think crating is a wonderful idea. It, if you have an, a larger dog, you can also crate them and, you know, put it on wheels and wheel them along. I um, know, I know. And I, I just, I, I love that. And I love that we can educate people that this is, that this is possible. So um, one question comes to mind, and that is, you know, how did you all make this happen? Because it's a huge jump. So what happened? What, how did things come together to make this a reality? Well, I, you know, it's amazing. I think about it and we've been working on this for about three months, which really is not very long in the big picture of things. And we've talked before about how we've always prided ourselves on being flexible and because we didn't have a place and we didn't have infrastructure And we are kind of, uh, you know, that can move around quickly and where we're needed. And we are going to lose a little bit of that. Um, We are going to keep our infrastructure really low, but we are going to be in a space that we're going to sign a lease on. Granted, we've been successful in getting a very low 
um, rental rate. Um, but it's a lot of different things that came together and we were able to be our opportunistic to jump on this. And we have partners that had things happen and it was just turned into this perfect timing. I think all of us said, oh, are we ready to do this? Well, it's not something we could possibly not do um, with everything that came together. Um, so many people are participating in this and are helping us do it. We have the local landlord who is giving us a, a very competitive lease because we are a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. We're working with our veterinary partners and one chain that is ensuring that we will have the adequate veterinary professionals in a very tough market mm -hmm. to help see the animals and care for them. So mm -hmm. all of the clinics will be staffed by, you know, uh, veterinary professionals, a doctor, an LVT, and an assistant, which is great. So we can, and hopefully we'll be able to do two or three on some clinics um, so we can see more. Also, the other thing that's, once all this started to come together, there's also, there's a very important person who I'm not going to say her name yet, but she's really the one that started this journey with her incredible generosity and a desire to help the city of Seattle. Um, I'm hoping that everybody will get to meet her in the next, you know, sometime this spring before we open. Um, and but that's really an opportunity that that created all started all of this. So it really is so many different things that happened and people said, wow, this is something that we need to do and we're going to do it. So it's just it's such a positive. Um, we the fact that we were flexible and had remained flexible meant that we could jump on this and do it, just yes. get it done. But most yes. importantly, more than anything, you know, as with any nonprofit, it is our donors and, and again, our partners, but our donors who make this possible. Um, they've offered the means that we can offer the, the increased levels of service. It is going to cost more than what we're doing now, but it's also not going to cost so much more that it's out of reach. Of course, we're gonna, as an organization, have to get much better at fundraising. Mm -hmm. And so that I hope that, that our donors, our current donors will be patient with us and yes. that they will give us feedback. I'm, you know, fundraising is an art, I think. And mm -hmm. um, they're, you know, sometimes it can be too much or too little. And we're hoping, you know, we get that Goldilocks point. Yes. Where we right. do it just right. And everybody yes. loves everything they get from us. Yes. But we do also hope that, you know, we have so many loyal donors who have been with us so long that they will also give us feedback. You know, I don't like that. <laughs> and that's okay, because maybe we can't change something, but that is really important on how we make our donors feel. Yes. Because they are so important to us. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I mean, I think um, as things move along, now, again, the donors who have been funding for a long time and who have been the foundation of this organization, it's so important. At the same time, there may be people out there that have smaller amounts of money to give, but certainly everything makes a difference. And I think more than ever, um, we're going to need all of the people who want to step up to the plate, even the people that might say, well, gosh, I mean, what if I give $5 a month? That's great. Laugh at no, that's, that's great. Gonna... That will pay for 
flea treatment that will pay for treatment for an animal. Yes. Um, the other thing that is going to help too, is that since we are going to see more animals and have more services, we are going to be able to realize some economies of scale. So the cost per service will go down because we'll be giving more, you know, okay. kind of a volume. So that's important too, and allowing us to do it. Um, yes. But every little bit counts. Again, I go back to what we talked about couple months ago about it takes a village and yes this is it's going to take a village and it takes it's taking a village to give this gift to our city of seattle that needs it and hopefully we'll benefit from it we hope we oh, can inspire some change i agree and i mean you know in spite of like the fact that sometimes people or cities go through a terrible time and it, it feels so hopeless and dark. What always amazes me is that there are people that step up to the plate, that there are people that have goodness and generosity in their hearts, and they really wanted to be part of this. So um, if people want to learn more and kind of follow the story as it's unfolding, they can go to donico.org, correct? Yes, that is correct. And it's, it'll probably be a little radio silent for a little while because this is happening June 1st. Yes. And I'm so excited that I, I really just couldn't wait any longer to talk about it. Right. <laughs> it's like, no. what else could I talk about? This is the most exciting thing to happen. So, but it will be a little radio silent. And as we get closer, you'll, you'll start to see more information. But everything for the next couple of months is going on as we um, do right now, we're having our clinics at Urban Animal and White Center, and we are still making appointments, um, but that will change very soon here. Okay, so D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E dot org. That's the website that you want to go to. And yes, it's great to know that things will continue as they have been, but then these changes that are going to be able to accommodate so many more animals um, and really increase the capabilities of Donico and their partners to help these animals that will be coming up soon. So, well, Marty, it may have felt like five or six years of pandemic, but it always feels like about three minutes when we're talking about important I know. things and we're already out of time, but I think we covered the basics and there will be more news to come. Any last, uh, any last request or word of wisdom or, uh, you know, tantalizing nugget to leave our listeners with? Well, I think that the main thing I want to say is that we hope you continue to join us on this journey. And it is just so exciting. And we're so honored to have all of our partners and our donors who are our partners on this journey with us so that we can help a lot of people and animals. I love that. That is so important. And that's a big deal to me. As you know, I'm one of the crazy dog ladies in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I have dog leggings. So um, I this makes me very happy. And I know it makes many others happy as well. So thank you, Marty Casey, President of the Board of Directors of Donico, for joining us to talk about these exciting changes that are coming up. We are going to take a short break and then we will return with Eric Crema, who will be doing another episode of Celebrity Pets as we focus on the animals of some famous people around the area. It's always fun to learn what they're doing and the relationships that they have with their pets. So do stay tuned for that. We'll be back after a very short pause. I'm Marilyn Milano. We've been talking with Marty Casey. I'm your host of Donico, Team Donico, helping pets and their people. And we will be right back.
Hi, this is Marty. Please help Team Donico make a difference in the lives of people and their animals. Donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. Coming up next on the show is a special feature courtesy of your friends at Team Donico. It's Celebrity Pets with Eric Crema. On today's Celebrity Pets, I'm talking with Kathy Lang, founder of Family Dog Training Center, about Riot, who is a four-year-old Belgian sheepdog. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, Eric. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Now, you have trained an astounding number of dogs. Do you have a number? Last time I tried to estimate it, it was around 100,000 dogs and their families throughout the Puget Sound area. Yes. Wow, that's a lot of smart dogs walking around out there. (laughs) It is, (laughs) and now I see the grandchildren of some of my original students. Oh, how cool is that? You know what else is cool is you have a, a really cool name for your dog. Your dog's name is Riot, and Riot is a four-year-old it Belgian is. sheepdog. How did Riot get his name? Well, I've always enjoyed herding breeds, and in 1990, I got my first Belgian sheepdog. Riot is my latest Belgian sheepdog, and I had some friends who bred the litter, and they said, this is the dog for you. I wasn't really ready for a puppy at that time, but they said, no, this, this dog really is ready for you and you should be ready for it because he's got a sense of humor and he gets into trouble and he's very smart and he's just the kind of challenge that Kathy Lang loves. <laughs> a challenge. I like it. It is amazing how uh-huh. different the personalities in dogs can be. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? Boy, every dog, um, every breed, every bloodline, every mixture of breeds, they are all such unique personalities. And every time I bring a new dog into my household, the, the fun part in the beginning is just being open to whoever they, they happen to be. I find the qualities in them that I really like, and I try to encourage those. And the things that maybe aren't so great, I try to redirect those. And I have people who um, ask me to help them evaluate puppies, temper test puppies, so they can get the best dog for them as well. You know, regardless of their personality, it's amazing what dogs can bring to your life, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Kathy, for all the training that you've done out there and, and making all those dogs so much smarter. And I and I dare to guess they're they're family members too. <laughs> it seems like a lot of the training happens they for are. them. Yes. So thank you for your great work and uh, just just wonderful uh, good thoughts going your way and Riot's way as you, uh, as you walk down this path of life. Thanks, Eric. Nice chatting with you. At you as well. Celebrity Pets, where you discover why the biggest celebrities in your life are often your furry friends. Team Doni Co.'s Celebrity Pets is supported in part by Jerry and Lois Photography, where memories and dreams take flight. Learn more at jerryandlois.com. Team Doni Co. hopes you enjoyed this Celebrity Pets interview. Be sure to listen for more in our upcoming shows and log on to donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org to learn even more ways to help animals in need. 